Good morning and welcome to Around Town. I'm Amy Brown. Two sites in Searsport are under consideration for a new staging and launching facility for offshore wind turbines. One is Mack Point, which is already industrialized. The other is Sears Island, where the project would involve filling and building on sensitive, undeveloped ecosystems. Many local environmentalists who favor wind power are very concerned about the prospect of destroying parts of Sears Island in the name of green energy. They would prefer that the facility be built on Mack Point or possibly Eastport, a third site under consideration. Last week, Governor Mills' office released their main offshore wind roadmap, so we checked in with one of the committee members from the state's Offshore Wind Advisory Committee for an update. This is Steve Miller. I'm the executive director of Islesboro Islands Trust. I've been with the Islesboro Islands Trust since it was formed in 1985. And also since 1985, we've been concerned about the future of Penobscot Bay. And in particular, we've been concerned about the role that Sears Island plays in that Penobscot Bay ecology. I think the big news about the uh, roadmap from our point of view, uh, Amy, is that after the year and a half or two years of work on this with was about 120 pages as well as references to other reports that uh, that also were uh, made available at about the same time uh, last week there is almost no reference to where the floating offshore wind turbines will be manufactured where they'll be assembled and where they will be launched the absence of discussion about that critical piece. You can't have floating offshore wind unless you have a place to put this all together. Um, the absence of any information, any, any meaningful information about that, uh, is, is appalling and, and of great, great concern to us. There seems to be some suggestion that this uh, group called the Offshore Wind Port Advisory Group needs to, uh, complete its mission, which is to advise Department of Transportation about uh, where to locate this this facility. That that has to happen before um, it can any other information can get incorporated into the roadmap. However, we feel that it's essential that uh, the administration, that legislators, um, and that the governor's office find a way to ensure that the least environmentally damaging plan is pursued when locating this essential piece to offshore wind, that that uh, citing favor repurposing outdated energy locations, brownfields or other locations that are just no longer current in their use, and avoid damaging intact, undeveloped, and ecologically significant locations. So far, those kinds of caveats to the decision-making process have not been adopted by the administration or by DOT, and we find that uh, of great concern. One other thing that did come out uh, that you actually noticed, and I really appreciated your drawing our attention to it, there is a piece in an uh, 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 ancillary or uh, an extra bit of research that was not in the roadmap itself as released, but is referenced in the roadmap, and you have to go to another site to find And that is called Final Recommendations, Supply Chain, Workforce, Ports, and Marine Transportation Working Group of the main offshore wind roadmap. So it's a whole separate study. And in that is one image. 
And the image is from a bit of research that uh, was commissioned by, by Department of Transportation from Moffat and Nickel uh, well over a year ago that the Offshore Wind Port Advisory Group has not yet seen. So we haven't any way to know what that entails. But within this report is this uh, piece of uh, uh, an image. It's titled Companion Study of Potential for a Statewide Offshore Wind Port Network. And it identifies Sears Island as being the hub for this network. It doesn't identify other possible hub locations. So there is a clear and to us pretty clear preconceived uh, uh, decision about where this should be located. We've been told in a memo that was written on the 21st of this month that the next meeting of the offshore wind port advisory group will be on March 14th, beginning at nine in the morning in Augusta. We have not been told whether or not the Anybody, public or participants, uh, there are, uh, uh, what is it, 17 or 19 members of the advisory group. Uh, we're one of those. Um, but we haven't been told whether or not we can participate by Zoom or whether the public can participate by Zoom. We haven't been told where exactly uh, in Augusta it would be located. My guess is that there is a fairly large meeting room in the Department of Transportation building, probably there, but we haven't been told yet. So uh, I'd like to promise your audience that we will make sure that you all know, uh, as soon as we do, uh, exactly what the parameters are for participating in that meeting. But put it on your calendar, March 14th, 9 a.m. We've also been told there will be one additional meeting after that. But we were told that this meeting on uh, March 14th is likely to be all day. It's likely to be a long meeting. By the end of this summer, DOT is expected to begin the process of uh, working with federal agencies to get applications. They will have decided their preferred location. I think that lends a good deal of urgency to learn as much as you can about this process. That was Steve Miller of Islesboro Islands Trust. He also serves on Maine's Offshore Wind Port Advisory Committee. Check out the Maine Currents archives at weru.org for longer discussions of this topic. We'll also post links for more information in the show notes for today's program, also in the archives. For Around Town, I'm Amy Brown. Thanks for listening.